Hey guys, it's Lisa. Welcome back to the Fashioned by Faith podcast. My co-host Rachel will be back next week, but today I have a special guest on the show with me, and wait till you see who it is. <laughs> In today's episode, we're going to be talking about divine mercy. I am so excited to delve into this. We upload a new episode every Wednesday, Lord willing, so hopefully you can stream us to wherever you are and we can help get you through your midweek grind. If you are a Catholic priest, religious, Catholic theologian, or otherwise knowledgeable person, please reach out to us if you hear us accidentally say anything that goes against the magisterium because we do want everything we say to align with the teachings of Holy Mother Church. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Fashioned by Faith Podcast and join the discussion in our Facebook group called Fashioned by Faith. Today, my special guest is my husband. Welcome to the podcast, Michael. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Do you want to guess how many listens we've had um, to our podcast uh, since we started in August 2019? I want to say uh, maybe 200. No, just over 400, actually. All right. Yeah, so we Congratulations. Are, <laughs> we are so grateful for our listeners. So thank you, guys. Um, so, Michael, before we get into our usual episode format, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about our history together? <laughs> So we uh, uh, so we met via uh, Ave Maria singles, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we actually had our uh, first date in uh, July of two thousand ten mm-hmm. um, at the uh, at the Taj Mahal. It's an yes, Indian yes. restaurant. We My didn't fear. actually go to the Taj Mahal in India, which would have been kind of cool. But <laughs> I think you let me pick the restaurant. And that's uh, what I picked. I ble- yes. I uh, love Indian did. food. Um, and then uh, probably, uh, you know, then we started, uh, you know, seeing each other, uh, courting, mm-hmm. and um, just enjoyed spending time together and learning about each other. And uh, we had our, uh, our faith uh, uh, in common. Praise and, God. Um, it just kind of, uh, you know, grew and grew and grew from there. And then um, I asked uh, your dad uh, if I could ask uh, uh, to uh, marry you. Mm-hmm. And uh, your parents said uh, yes. I think maybe the exact words were, uh, um, you know, uh, she's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we got married uh, in uh, July of 2011. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, um, yeah, the, I guess kind of the, the rest is, uh, the rest is history. I know. It's uh, been From great. there. So we, uh, I think we're in our ninth year. Coming uh, up. Coming, on, coming on up. Uh, anniversary. Uh, July, uh, 16th. Mm-hmm. Will be our nine year, uh, wedding anniversary. I want to tell our listeners a little bit about the significance of July 16th, if you don't mind. Like, um, I... I had made this three-year Marian promise, actually, Michael, if you remember before I met you, and I just committed myself to not making any major decisions, and for me that included not 
committing to a, a man during those three years, just trying to discern. And I remember you contacted me on Ave Maria Singles because I still had my profile up. And then I asked you to please wait until I was finished my three-year period. I was very much near the end. In fact, I was in the last nine days and I was doing a novena to St. Joseph that I would hopefully find my spouse. And so I asked you to please wait. <laughs> Thankfully, you only had a couple days to wait. And you told me, you know, like, you'll see that I'm a very patient man. Of course I did. And then um, June 22nd, 2010 is when that three-year period ended for me. And we talked briefly that night on the phone for the first time. We did. I, I, was, <clears throat> uh, I was actually living in Port Deposit, Maryland um, at, the, uh, at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I had a, well, I was running a house there and then eventually I moved into a, uh, uh, an apartment, mm -hmm. um, closer into, uh, into town. But, uh, yeah. And I remember we, we talked several times after that night and then I made such a stupid mistake. I stupidly told you that, you know, I don't think I'm interested in a relationship right now because... I want to focus on being in the little Catholic rock band that I was singing in. It was so stupid, and we never even left our garage anyway. And I know that all of heaven must have been freaking out, because here I am, I've communicated with my husband, and I don't even know it, you know what I mean? And I just praise God that you continued to pursue me, because you would occasionally, like, it was about a month's time, and you would occasionally, like, text me, and you would say, like, I prayed for you at daily mass and I didn't reply, but it meant a lot that you said that and you stayed on my mind as a result. And then I started praying a novena to St. Philomena and I screwed the novena up like so many times, like I would fall asleep, you know, while trying to pray it or I would forget to pray it, I would skip a night, but I still feel that St. Philomena really interceded. She softened my heart, she opened my eyes and I texted you, Michael, on July 16th, 2010, which would later be our wedding day. It was a Friday, and I, I texted you and I said, I just, I just felt compelled to do this. I said, ask Jesus if you should take me out on a date. And if he says yes, then so will I. <laughs> and I remember we couldn't get together that weekend because you were going to visit your parents, weren't you? Uh, no, I was actually, well, yeah, I, I went to go see my parents. Um, I had breakfast with my sister and her husband. That's right, because she was pregnant uh, and due at yes. any moment. Yep. So uh, I met with them. I, I want to say I thought we met in maybe Frenchtown, New Jersey, or something like that. But uh, um, uh, yeah, at a at a restaurant mm -hmm. or a diner there, and then. And then Monday, then it was Monday when you got back from your weekend visiting your family that we had our first date on a Monday night. Yes. And I, a little known fact, I remember coming home from that date and I was so thrilled with you that I pulled over on the drive home to call my mother. And then when I got home, I went straight across the street to the little church and I just knelt down in front of the church where I knew the altar and the blessed sacrament was. And I just, I just thanked God that I met you. So... Anyway, so July 16th is a very special date because, it, you know, that was the day my heart really softened and I agreed to meet you. And it also, one year before, it was the date that I joined the Living Rosary Association 
and was given my dedicated decade, which is the coronation of Our Lady. And it had, you know, July 16th written on my little certificate. And then it became our wedding date the following year. So. Yeah, and I don't, and I, uh, I don't think the 16th was the original date because we were looking at other uh, Saint Philomena yeah. feast days. We were trying for Saint Philomena feast days or any other feast days like that was important to us. Yeah, and uh, but it just. And then Father was like, well, we have Our Lady of Mount Carmel on July 16th, 16th. if you would like that. And we were like, oh, that's perfect. (laughs) And so we basically met and married three days less than one year. Yes, we did. Yeah. Today we're so lucky to have two children. They are entertaining. (laughs) They keep us busy. We love them so much. (laughs) A boy and a girl. Seven and uh, four. Seven and four. All right, so... Michael, now can you tell our listeners about your week? Tell us your highlights and your lowlights. So, uh, let's go with the. I don't know. I'll I'll talk about the highlights. Okay. I know that sometimes you and Rachel uh, flip those and go with the <laughs> lowlights and finish on the high notes. Um, but it's uh, so the uh, the highlight was um, the uh, was able to take our uh, two kids to school uh on friday mm-hmm. and then uh today is monday so i was able to take them both to, to school and uh enjoy kind of off. and i had i had mm-hmm. i've had off that's from, been great. from work um so that was a that's one highlight and then probably the uh um the other one would be uh, we went to go see uh casting crowns in uh um at a local uh, venue um, and uh, was able to meet up with uh, your cousin for, yeah. for dinner. Yeah, it was and, fun. And uh, just uh, enjoyed a, uh, an adult day out <laughs> <laughs> or night out, I should, should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were that was definitely my highlight too and don't forget Carrie Job was part of that <laughs> she was that's who I went to see yeah. Crafting Crowns was fantastic what a great message but oh my goodness Carrie Job I am just so affected by her music yes I yeah I just wish you know she would have played uh, a, longer a little set. longer yeah <laughs> but, um, you know but you know she was not the headliner on uh, on that tour so right um, Casting Crowns uh, got more of the uh, um, the playtime. And I loved I loved their message. You know, Casting Crowns just it was the only Jesus tour, and the whole meaning behind only Jesus is, you know, life isn't about leaving your own legacy. It's really about pointing toward God. It's leading others to know who God is. Yes. You know. But, yeah. If you if you continue to, you know, run run towards Him. Uh, you uh, you won't go you won't go wrong yeah uh, with that. Um, what so were, yeah. What were your lowlights? Uh, lowlights probably would be um, you know people can you know people can disappoint you mm. and um, but God never Jesus never mm. disappoints you so um, so I think uh, you know that was a. Part, you know, you can say that that was kind of a a low light mm-hmm. and then, you know, a highlight of, hey, you know, I, I need to continue to to 
you know, God will never disappoint. And uh, our faith is in Him. Our faith is in Him. Not human beings. Our faith is definitely not in, in human beings. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, yeah, so I that's cool. Was, Probably kind of a yeah a combo yeah a combo deal. Awesome. Well, my low light from this week was when I messed up our Saturday night dinner plans out. <laughs> well, you I you didn't mess them up. <laughs> I did. Let me let me give a backstory to our listeners. So in the afternoon on Saturday, I was attempting to you know, convert my wardrobe from spring over to like winter and fall. So I'm like going through all these clothes. And anyway, I found this pair of jeans. I'm like, oh, haven't seen this pair in a while. Threw them on real quick. Then I ran across the street to the church to go to confession at four. And then from there, we went to mass at five. And then we often hang out after mass and like chat with a lot of people, even when we don't intend to. So we didn't leave mass until we didn't leave the church till like, Six thirty, six forty-five. It was close to seven, I think. Yeah, and so then you spontaneously were like, "Hey, how about if we just go out and grab dinner?" And you had to do a run to the Home Depot, and I was, I was like unexpected. You know, it was unexpected, but I was like, "Ah, oh, okay. Well, let me just quick, you know." And so off we went, and then we get to the restaurant, and the reality hits that these jeans that I threw on. Well, I knew this. I just didn't tell you, but I was very uncomfortable because they were so tight all day. Like, well, not all day, but the half of the day that I wore them. I was just, I was uncomfortable at confession. I was uncomfortable at mass. I was uncomfortable afterward. And then at the restaurant, like, I couldn't even, like, read the menu. I was just so uncomfortable. And That's, I, that's why you don't wear super skinny jeans. <laughs> I know. And you even said you liked them on me, but I'm sorry. They have to go. I, I, I do like them on you, but I think... Uh... You know, Ugh. if you're going to go with a fashion confession, yeah. sometimes uh, you got to go with uh, what's, what works. what's comfortable and what works Yeah. versus what is fashionable. <laughs> Those did not work for me. So I appreciate you. You know, you quickly changed plans as you often do for me. And you said, let's get takeout. Let's get home. And then I felt so much better. So thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> All right, are you ready to get into uh, this week's episode topic? I am. Okay. So I think we're, uh, you've mentioned before about about divine mercy. Yeah, let's talk about that. um, So what it it means to me is... um, so we can't get to to heaven alone, mm. um, and we need, you know, God's mercy and love to uh, to get to heaven. Yeah. And I think with, you know, uh, our God and uh, is a merciful God, and He wants us to be the best version of ourselves we can we can be and uh we're not perfect no um hate to break it to everybody we're, we're all sinners <laughs> yeah uh we're not perfect by any means and um asking for mercy um and surrendering ourselves uh to uh to god um is i think one of the 
you know most one of the more beautiful things that uh, that you can that you can do um, so divine mercy then just looking at the definition divine of course means you know of god and then mercy would be you know the outpouring of his love and his forgiveness and i feel like we all need that so desperately and the message of divine mercy is very much right now and we'll talk about the history in a moment here but why do you think we need divine mercy in this day and age well i i think that you know you can get caught up in all of the shiny things um i you know there's you know technology you know you can you know there's new toys mm. probably you know coming out every year mm-hmm. um there are you know so many things that can put a a barrier a distraction but, or a distraction and a barrier yeah uh between you and uh and and God yeah. and knowing Jesus and loving Jesus um that you know there are times where um you know you have to kind of recalibrate and um that's one of the you know the beautiful things about confession is that you're asking for uh, the Lord's mercy, yeah, and um, and a you know, in a way to uh, get right mm-hmm. with uh, the big guy upstairs. upstairs, yeah, and and so um, I think in more so in this day and age, um, I think people need more of the you know divine mercy. Um, and you know there's things on television there's movies there's you know music um you know the messages that come out from all of those different uh activities um you uh you know uh we we need the lord's mercy we do now i think more than more than ever yeah i feel like in our culture there is like you said shiny things there's so many things to make us feel good right now there's so much in our culture to make us feel independent and full of self and develop an arrogance where you don't need anybody just pursue your own pleasure and and like all those things distract us from the fact that we are children of god and we need his love and mercy and yeah, and I feel like we need to understand the true love of our Savior to truly convert our hearts because understanding divine mercy, I feel like, gets to the root of understanding who God is and his love for us. So let's talk about the historical background of divine mercy. Um, in Poland, back in 1931, which really wasn't that long ago, um, there was a cute little nun, St. <laughs> Maria Faustina, Kolaska, if I'm saying that right, Kolaska. I'm so used to just calling her Saint Faustina. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> she was a, a sister of mercy, I believe, and Jesus appeared to her several times. And um, when he appeared to her, he the image that she saw. He was wearing a white robe, and he had these. Um, he his right hand was raised in blessing, and his left hand was on his heart. And emanating from his heart were these two dazzling rays. You know, one was red, 
which he explained represents um, the blood that he shed on the cross for our sins. And then the pale one was like water. And that represents how, you know, he cleanses us of our sins, obviously through the sacrament of confession, also through the sacrament of baptism. And then at the bottom by his feet in this image was the words, Jesus, I trust in you. And he instructed um, St. Faustina to have this image that she saw painted and spread to, um, to bring about devotion um, to our Lord as divine mercy. Um, and I, I think it's really interesting that St. Faustina was disappointed when she first saw what a, um, an artist had drawn of Jesus. She thought, oh, this is nothing like his likeness. But Jesus told her, it's okay, just go with it, you know. <laughs> but it didn't do him, in his all of his glory and majesty, it didn't do him uh, justice. When he gave, uh, he gave her the, the blueprint yeah. of, you know, hey, you know, this is how you can, you know, uh, spread this so that people know that... Who I am. Who I am. View me I'm, like this. I'm, this is who I am. I'm merciful. Yeah. And I'm loving. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, wherever you're at, you can come home. Yeah, you're right. He fi- he finds you wherever you are. He comes. I think you're right. Like the image, that the message of divine mercy is to just kind of open your arms wherever you are. God will find you right where you are. He'll come to you to lift you up and out into better places. Um, and also in the times that our Lord appeared to Saint Faustina, he told her about this beautiful prayer called the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, which we'll talk about. And he told her that it can easily be prayed just on regular rosary beads. And then um, her confessor instructed her to write everything down in a diary. And I actually have it right here, this huge book. I love it. I haven't read it cover to cover, but I will just like open it at random times and read Oh, and it's, it's addictive. Everything she writes. This is called Divine Mercy in My Soul. It's the diary of St. Maria Faustina. And it is, it is just beautiful. The, the things that she pondered and said and the things that our Lord told her. Very, very cool. So, um, And I feel like we, I personally associate three saints with divine mercy. Of course, one is St. Maria Faustina. The second... Saint Thera- I think, uh, should be uh, St. Therese of Lisieux. That's true. And the thing is, St. Therese of Lisieux lived before um, our Lord appeared to St. Faustina. I'm not sure when St. Therese passed away. But anyway, the message of divine mercy from St. Faustina, at least, had not made it yet to the masses. And yet, we associate St. Therese with divine mercy because Therese was all about the little way. She wanted an elevator to heaven. She wanted her merciful and loving Savior to just come down and scoop her up to remove the obstacles in her life that might lead her to sin. She just wanted to completely rely on our Lord for everything. And so I feel like at the heart of St. Therese's personal charism, if you will, Mm. is divine mercy. So yes. And then there's another saint I associate with divine mercy. It's a guy. Uh, St. John Paul II. Yes, yes, because um, he declared St. Faustina a saint, and he also put on the uh, Universal Church calendar our Lord's wishes to St. Faustina, which was that we celebrate uh, Divine Mercy Sunday. Well, and if you look back on uh, his attempted assassination, uh, and then he went and met with 
the person who <clears throat> um, mm. attempted to uh, to assassinate him, um, he showed the ultimate mercy. Yeah. Um, and he forgave him. And he forgave him. Yeah. Which is, you know, how Ooh. many how many of us would go and forgive uh, the person who. You know, would want to Tried see to our take your life. Yeah. Wanted to take our life. Yeah, he tapped into some divine mercy there at the end. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this chaplet of divine mercy and the prayers that it consists of. So you basically just, you know, you can use your regular rosary beads, and I have a little pamphlet here. Um, it actually talks about the novena, which is nine days of prayer. Um, but it also talks about the chaplet, and it's pretty simple. There's just, I feel like, how long do you think it takes to pray a chaplet of Divine Mercy? Uh, Maybe like, I, admit, I mean, no more than, I think, 20 minutes. Oh, I think much less. But it might be, you know, I haven't clocked it. <laughs> Neither have I. I feel like the rosary, if prayed aloud... The five decades, I think, takes maybe like 20 minutes, maybe 15 if you're fast, but I feel like probably 20 is a good pace. And then I feel like this chaplet is, I feel like it could be seven minutes. It might be 10 minutes max. It is, I think it's short. I th- I, well, yeah, I think on, if you're just doing the straight. Just the novena, chaplet. Just the chaplet. It's yeah. probably, yeah, less than 10 minutes. And I love the words of the chaplet. Like it has, you know, it starts with the sign of the cross. Then there's some optional opening prayers. Um, that Which begin- I would encourage everyone to yeah, because they're do. so beautiful. Um, and then you've got the, I believe the Our Father, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, mm-hmm. one and, of each of those. Uh, I think the the Apostles the Apostles Creed. Creed. Mm-hmm. And then then you then as you go around the rosary beads on every Our Father bead, you say Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. And that's like the longest one, really. Then you go on to the Hail Mary beads, and there's ten in each decade, and you simply say, for the sake of the sorrowful sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Right, and you just repeat and repeat that. And um, and then there's a beautiful closing prayer. Um, We say, Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. You say that three times, and then... I love this. And last... I think there's a, yeah, the optional prayer at, at the, the end, end. I love it, Which though. I think I would encourage everyone to do that prayer. Yeah. Let me just read the optional opening and closing prayers because I think they're just beautiful. The opening one goes, You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a font of mercy for us, I trust in you. And you say that little bit three times. And then the closing prayer, eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us, that in difficult moments we might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence, submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Amen. Yeah, so that is the the chaplet of divine mercy. And um, the purpose of the chaplet, I believe, is it's a prayer asking God to forgive the sins of the world. 
And our Lord especially recommended that we pray it for the dying who are preparing uh, for the end of their lives here and on earth. And also for uh, ones who have, have passed That's away. That's right. Even someone who has, is already deceased, we can still pray the chaplet of divine mercy for them. And our, our Lord promises, I have it right here if you don't mind me saying, um, he says, um, let's see, he says that if you venerate the image of divine mercy, I promise that the soul that will venerate this image will not perish. I also promise victory over its enemies already here on earth and especially at the hour of death. And I myself will defend it as my own glory. Um, yeah, so anyway, it's just, it's just beautiful that at the moment of death, all of the mercy of God will just rush in upon that soul. So, yeah. All right, so Michael, tell me, when did you first pray the Chaplet of Divine Mercy? It's actually uh, uh, early, how was it? It was relatively early on in our relationship. Um, we went to the Catholic Underground. We did. Uh, in uh, Philadelphia. And um, a, a friend of yours, uh, well, we'd, we were going to the Catholic Underground. We were also meeting uh, a friend of yours for their birthday and at a restaurant at a restaurant so there was a group of us at the restaurant and so from the restaurant we walked from that restaurant to um the cathedral, the cathedral mm -hmm. in philadelphia mm -hmm. and um we i don't know how it came up but uh we decided to pray the uh, the divine mercy on our walk to the um the cathedral i think it was our friend joseph I it was. He reached um, into his pocket, pulled out rosary beads, and he's like, "Hey guys, let's let's pray the chaplet as we walk into the cathedral." And, so we and did. so that so that was the first time that I had, uh, um, that I had actually prayed it, mm. and uh, and how you know how amazing to to pray it in a group know, in in a group, walking down the streets the of Philadelphia, public streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> um, it was fun. But, you know, that's the awesome part of, you know, living in in America yeah. is... That freedom. The freedom to, yeah. to pray yeah. uh, in the open. Yeah. And not feel like if you pray in the open that something will will happen. Yeah. Happen it, was, to you. it was very peaceful. And yeah. I do remember Joseph was in the front and he would, you know, lead the first half of the prayer and then we would all you know, say the responses and stuff. And before you knew it, we were at the cathedral. We it was, the it cathedral. was a nice little journey. Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about Divine Mercy Sunday. So Jesus told St. Faustina that he wanted us to celebrate this, and it is the Sunday after Easter. Um, and there's actually a novena that you can pray, a nine-day novena that leads up to the uh, the feast of divine mercy it starts on good friday actually every year so mark your calendar mm -hmm. good friday is you know a good you can do the novena anytime but it's a great time to start that novena on good friday um, so that it finishes uh, before divine mercy sunday and then there is a plenary indulgence under the usual conditions offered uh, for divine mercy sunday as well so, do you want to share with your listeners what a plenary indulgence yeah, I think we're going to do an episode later on this big, big topic, so I don't think I'm going to get too into it right now, 
but um, I yeah I think I need to I want to give it the attention it deserves what a plenary indulgence is why we have them what it is not because I think there is a lot of misconceptions on them as well so I want to be very carefully with my wording um, I'm not prepared at this precise moment to get into that to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest I have my notes on it I'm actually preparing for an episode on that so stay tuned for uh, for that episode. Yes, if you could please check back later for that. Um, but anyway, essentially a, a plenary indulgence. I'll just quickly say it's you know it's a pious act paired with you know going to confession, receiving holy communion, praying for the Pope, and that pious and loving act just unleashes God's divine mercy and um, forgives us of the temporal or the worldly effects of our sins because we know that when we sin we know that our lord forgives us but you know we're completely completely forgiven but we live with the effects of sin in our world you know so for example if i were to gossip about somebody i can go and you know ask jesus to forgive me of that sin and he will but i still have maybe hurt the person if they knew that i gossiped about them and i still have to like amend that there's still like a puncture Wound. Yeah, yes, yeah. for sure there can be. And um and so by you know by the grace of um you know the mercy that is dispensed through a plenary indulgence, a super super easy way to receive God's mercy because he's just constantly wanting to give us his mercy in a zillion different ways. This is just one way. And um you know maybe the effects of that sin will be mitigated and not be as strong or maybe completely mitigated obviously for plenary. And so maybe that person who I gossiped about, maybe they will be very quick to say, oh, it doesn't bother me. I forgive you. No no biggie. Or maybe they didn't hear about it or they forgot about it or whatever. And through God's mercy, I, I can move on from that sin. So that's just a short little, in a nutshell, kind of preview of, of um, indulgences. And I can't wait to talk more about that. So, all right. So let's now talk, Michael, about being consecrated to divine mercy. Do you remember doing that with me? <laughs> I do. Yeah, so we did. Uh, it's uh, 33 Days to Merciful Love. This is a book. Mm-hmm. And it was, I believe, by uh, Father. Father Gatley. I think it's Gatley. Father or Michael Ga- Gatley, Gatley, maybe? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not the best at pronouncing uh, <laughs> last names. Um, this, this was a wonderful do-it-yourself retreat. It was 33 days of short reading to prepare our hearts and our minds and our spirit and soul, everything, to to be consecrated to our Lord as divine mercy. And I think uh, this book was in a response to helping kind of break down um, the yeah the uh, original consecration to divine mercy. No, I think you're thinking of the other book that Father Michael Gately wrote and that was 33 Days to Morning Glory. Okay. And that that's is That's the Marian consecration. That's the Marian consecration. That's right. That's right. And that is 33 okay. days again and it's simplified and that is a simplified version of the more complex text that was written by St. Louis de Montfort. There you go. Okay. Or Louis de Montfort, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so so that was the first book, so first you, consecration. You keep me you keep me straight. <laughs> Not always. You help me out too. Um, but that was the first book written by Michael, a uh, father, Michael Gately, that you and I read. And we enjoyed it so much when we did our Marian consecration that when we heard about this one from our friend, I think it was my friend Marion that told me about it. It was like so easy to want to delve into it. Um, 
And I don't know which one I like better. They're both so fantastic. <laughs> well, we and it was nice uh, um, to you know read that before before bed. We did. We used to do that, and we are to renew our consecration every year, really. And sometimes we don't always achieve it on the same date. But I was flipping through our book this morning, Michael, and at the end of our thirty-three days, we read our little consecration prayer. And then you and I both signed it and we dated it. And can you read that date right there? Uh, June 22nd, July, or uh, 2016. Yeah, June 22nd. And I don't know if you noticed, but when I was telling our listeners at the beginning the little history of us, June 22nd, I, I didn't even realize this until this morning when I saw the book, but that was the date that you and I first spoke. We first spoke. On the phone, and it was the end of my three-year Marian promise of no decision, so... Amazing. God works in wonderful ways. ways. <laughs> um, how has your life changed since understanding divine mercy? I I think that uh, I'm becoming I think well becoming a better Catholic, mm-hmm. a better Christian. Um, that I think uh, so. I. Uh, not that I had a, a horrible temper, but I think it has mellowed me out mm. um, a little bit. Your old age is uh, also uh, mellowing. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, I am getting older. <laughs> that mellows me I, I like out. to think of myself as a fine French wine. I'm getting better with age. You are indeed. Um, so I, I think, you know, just being able to uh, have a better understanding and know that uh you know god is is merciful and um that uh and then at the moment of death he is going to stand in our place to intercede for us you know like the merciful savior is is who we will meet at the moment of death praise god you know yeah it also makes me realize that it's not about analyzing myself and what i can do it's about surrendering and trusting God. And there is so much peace mm. in that. You know what I mean? Just keep trusting, keep trusting, keep accepting his love and loving him back. And yeah. And no matter what, in in the good times, the bad times, the ugly times. Yeah. That, uh, you know, you just keep on going towards the Lord. Right. And I feel like even when we go through those difficult and hard times, we have to realize God is pure love. So when we are aching, so is he. When we are suffering, so is he. When we are, you know, feeling just everything difficult, whatever it is, he is aching right there with us. You yes, know, he is. that's how merciful and loving he is. Um, so, and let's talk about how a person can go about accepting divine mercy into his or her life. We talked about earlier how, you know, it's just so important that we just reach our arms up and let God meet us right where we are, um, let him reign in our hearts and just lift us to a better place. And I think maybe one of the first two things a person could do if they would like to is to, um, you know, erect an image of divine mercy in their home. And this is ours, Michael. It sits on the piano. I know it you've does. seen it. <laughs> and all this is, I just printed it out on our computer. I just went online, you know, Google image search, printed it out, and then we do have a laminator, so I laminate it. But I did that because I wanted the image right away to be, you know, somewhere in our house. I didn't even have a frame for it yet. I didn't have a place on the wall yet. 
but I, I got it on our piano. It's sitting there, and our children see it all the time, and I'm just grateful, you know. And our our Lord promised tremendous graces to those who, you know, venerate this image. So, that is always in our living room here. And then another thing that I think is great to do is just go onto YouTube and search for the Chaplet of Divine Mercy in song and let it which, play. Which I've uh, I've played that uh, during our night prayer mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. I've done it in the car yeah um, it's just a you know just a beautiful uh, way to uh, continue to point towards Jesus and and God and another thing I would really recommend and I I have done this especially when I am praying when I am begging for something from our Lord just begging for for whatever it is Um, I would encourage people to set an alarm on their phones for 3 p.m. because 3 p.m. is the hour of divine mercy. Um, It's the divine mercy power hour, if you will. And our Lord told St. Faustina, um, now remember, 3 o'clock is when our Lord died on the cross. So that's what we're thinking of at 3 o'clock is how he died on the cross for our sins. So at 3 o'clock, if we set an alarm and we, you know, even if it's just for a few moments, meditate on, oh, this is when he died on the cross for my sins. Our Lord said he will not deny the request of a soul at that hour if it is for the eternal benefit of that soul. So I love mm. that, that, that we can come to him with whatever our needs and concerns are. Ask at 3 o'clock, just, just lay it on him to, to do with as he wills, and he will take care of it, and he will not deny our request if it be for our eternal benefit. And only our Lord knows what is for our eternal benefit, and we have to trust him, you know? Which, you know, don't pray for a... Uh... You know, a, a fancy <laughs> a fancy car yeah. at that time. You know. We probably don't need that for our eternal benefit. No. 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 <laughs> Ask for the things we truly do need. Yeah. And if you want to learn more about Divine Mercy, I feel like so much is coming out. So much good is coming out to us from the Marians of the Immaculate Conception in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. Um, so if you go to Marians.org, or it might be actually Marian.org. Ooh, I'm not sure if it has an S on the end. Is it marians.org or marian.org? I'm not sure. Um, anyway, that's the place that is just pumping out all kinds of goodness about Divine Mercy. So check that out. And Michael, do you think our listeners would enjoy a recording of the Divine Mercy Chaplet here on this podcast? I think it would be, I think it would be good. Do you want um, to record it with me sometime? I'll record it with you. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I learned so much from this discussion, and I I hope our listeners did too. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, uh, you know, this conversation and just uh, being with you. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun. It was, (laughs) yes. Okay, we need a fashion confession from you, Michael. Can you come clean about something? (laughs) So, um, so I kind of changed my hair style yes a little did. bit um so to not have so to kind of keep it a little more <laughs> in place and our our daughter likes to uh you know play with my hair from time to time um especially when you lift her up over your shoulders and dangle her and she's scared she has to grab onto anything <laughs> Well, she's got a big smile on her face when she. Comes I know back she in. likes it. 
Um, so I have to use uh, this. Um, uh, it's kind of like a clay uh, that you know you put on your on your That's hair. That's a harsh word, clay. It's not called that though, is it? Yeah, that's what they they, oh, really? they refer to it as, uh, as, as clay. clay. Oh my gosh! But so, it's clear though, right? It's clear. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not putting like you know the clay that you make a you know a uh, pottery clay. Pottery clay. Um, so it just kind of keeps my hair a little more in place. I love your new hairstyle. Let's describe it to our listeners. So it's like like you've always had widow's peak. Well, widow's. <laughs> oh <peak>. yes. <laughs> yeah, and so. A couple months ago, you suddenly decided that you would grow the top of your hair a little bit longer and kind of like push it to the side. And then you have this really, I think it's called a hard part. It's a hard part. Yeah, where it's very distinctive. And it kind of has like a military vibe to it and kind of like an old-fashioned vintage man's... I just love it. I think you look great in it. Thank you. So, yeah. You you looked good before, but... It's only really, for you. Thank you. <laughs> I really, really like it. So, all right. So my fashion confession is, <laughs> so Michael, whenever you bring home a new product like a men's shampoo or body wash or toothpaste, I try it. <laughs> I know. You've stolen it. <laughs> well, I have to give it a try. Like, you know, you just have to. I see it sitting there in the bathroom and I want to know how it affects my hair or, you know, are my teeth going to like it or, and I have to admit that your body wash is the best. The, um, what is it? It's Jason men's forest fresh. (laughs) Well, I have a couple different, but yeah, that's one of them. I think there's mountain fresh and. Oh, okay. That one, that one is the best. I something. Yeah. Yeah. You can get them at your local, uh, uh, food store, grocery store. Not sponsored by the way. No. I didn't. I didn't say which you know grocery store to go to, but yeah. um, now you kind of already talked about a life lesson that you learned recently. Unless you have another one, but I have a life lesson that I learned recently, and that is there is only one way to get more sleep. And do you know what it is? Get to bed earlier. Yes, that's it. Because if you think you're going to sleep in, or you know whatever, your kids are going to wake you, or an alarm is actually going to accidentally going to get go off or you'll get an unexpected phone call or something weird will happen so you have to just go to bed earlier that is that is my life lesson that I'm trying to learn we struggle with it <laughs> what's a favorite tangible thing that you've been enjoying ooh um ah so uh i uh recently got um these new uh, headphones, oh. and um, it, so they're they're noise canceling headphones, and they just I get to experience music in a whole whole <laughs> new way now. What what are they like? What's the brand and everything? Um, they are uh, it's a uh, Beats by Dre. Okay. Um, and it it just enhances your listening of of music mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh uh the only the downside is is it blocks out everything else around <laughs> you um a person basically has to be you know right on top of you for you to actually notice that somebody's there yeah um but uh yeah they've, they've been really uh enjoyable that's great and uh it was uh, actually uh courtesy of your uh 
your mom and dad. My mom and dad. That's right. They bought a new computer. They bought a new computer. And Apple was giving them out if you purchased a new computer. And my parents, you know, they don't really use headphones. I don't really use headphones. So you were lucky. I got them. <laughs> you were the lucky recipient. <laughs> my favorite tangible thing are these right here. My uh, new leather earrings from Urban Southern, one of my favorite brands. They just released um, new leather earrings this week, so I scooped up these. And if our listeners has any in- listeners have any interest, um, if you go to urbansouthern.com, you can check them out. And then if you use my promo code Lisa15, you get 15% off your order. So go pick some up. <laughs> what is one personal goal you have for this coming week, Michael? Uh, just positivity. Hmm. Um, just, uh, you know, um, yeah, I, I think that's probably just be more positive. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's, awesome. and, and try to get, um, you know, try to leave work on time. Mm, get home earlier. We get love home that. Earlier. We love that. I get to sp- I get to spend more time with uh, with you and the kids. Great, I do have that three o'clock alarm set on my phone, but my goal for this week is to just be more mindful when it goes off, not to just run over and hit you know dismiss, but truly truly embrace that moment and say a prayer. Um, you know, I, I always acknowledge the hour of divine mercy because of that alarm, but I just wanna maybe I just need to change the alarm sound or something just to keep it fresh so that I acknowledge more of what's happening. And my goal also this week is to transition, finish transitioning my wardrobe over to fall and winter and let go of all those jeans that just do not fit me anymore. (laughs) Michael, this was so much fun. Thank you for recording a podcast episode with me. Will you do it again sometime? I will do it again sometime. All right. I will hold you to that. All right. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Thanks for for letting me crash the uh, podcast party. (laughs) Thanks, Rachel. All right, listeners, now you get a moment to ponder the holy homework we'd like to give you. Are you ready? Take a moment right now to think about how you can open your heart to accepting our Lord's message of his divine mercy. Will it be praying the chaplet, ordering the 33 Days to Merciful Love book, um, and preparing to consecrate yourself to divine mercy? Uh, Will you try to read St. Faustina's diary? Or maybe best yet, um, you know, erect that image of divine mercy in your home or, or set an alarm for 3 p.m. on your phone. You will know what's best. <laughs> we hope you'll share your choice with us in our discussion group on Facebook. So please join by searching for Fashioned by Faith. Both men and women are in the group. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Fashioned by Faith Podcast. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll see you on Wednesday for our next episode. And until then, stay true to the faith and keep growing in style.